Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Iruk the Yen of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfin. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nachvetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestin Echo. Vientolum again omgrev or corn rachtum. Yatakshatorin Graven or Corson, Elistuhalagus Gimina Fracht, Gorokligs or Dukashin Echor. Only Venown, Thordorakshin. Shachten. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler, the tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent. This week we're going to talk about Facebook's new smart glasses called Ray-Ban Stories. We've believed for a long time that glasses are going to be an important part of building the next computing platform and unlocking a whole new set of experiences for people. So I'm excited that today we finally get to share what we've been working on with SLR Luxottica. And we thought, if we're going to build best-in-class glasses, a great place to start is with the iconic Ray-Ban frames that people already love. Is Mark Zuckerberg right? Are these tech glasses the future? The Ray-Ban stories are the best-looking smart glasses that I've ever seen, and people might have privacy concerns about them. But they allow you to live in the moment and capture remarkable impromptu moments. So what else do we need to know about these glasses? What about, for example, privacy? Will people be freaked out if you are secretly recording them? Is there enough notice? Is there a creep factor? Well, to discuss all this, I'm joined by technology journalist Andy O'Donoghue. Now, Andy, I have Facebook glasses on me right now. And you, as you can see, it's two front facing cameras, several microphones, several speakers, but they don't really look like the smart glasses we've seen before, do they? They look nothing like the smart glasses we've seen before, thankfully. So snap glasses looked like they were designed by a child who was having a really bad day at Arts and Craft. Um, Google Glass looked like it was designed by a nerd um, without a whole lot of imagination, though. And I think have Facebook been very clever by going to Ray-Ban and got, getting the, I mean, I think that's the, the Wayfarer one that you're wearing. It is. meet you. Yeah, they have the meteor and the round as well. And so for Ray-Ban aficionados, fantastic. But for people who just like a good-looking pair of sunglasses, well, there's a lot to like, I think. Well, here's a question. Are they embarrassed to call them Facebook glasses? I think they call them Ray-Ban stories. Are they embarrassed to call them Facebook glasses? That's really interesting. And, you know, I think the psychology and sort of the the method that Facebook have used to develop them, I think is really interesting because, so Snap developed their own glasses and Google developed their own glasses. Facebook haven't. So they've gone to Ray-Ban. And so what does that tell you about it? I, I think, Adrian, it's probably a very clever mitigation of the potential failure of these glasses. Because if they failed and they were Facebook glasses, even if they looked as good, and I mean, your glasses look great. Um, Thank you, Andy. And... Uh, uh, you know, I, they're also, you know, I think they're also useful. They've got the blue light filter lens. Um, you know, the little cameras, yeah, you can see them, but that's not a bad thing. Um, you know, okay, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run a little test. As you know, 
Facebook glasses, I'm going to call them Facebook glasses, record clips, 30 second video clips. And I am starting to record a video clip now. I've just pushed the button. I heard the little beep go off. Can you see the light on the front of my glasses, which should tell you that they're recording video? I can. It's very noticeable. You can. Uh, yeah. You are literally the first person in weeks I've had with these glasses who is able to tell, tell me that really? they can see the light. Yes. Wow. I wonder, is that maybe it's because of the lighting, maybe outdoor, it wouldn't be as obvious, but yeah, I can see the little white LED is lit up. And okay. It's just, just, just on your right, uh, on your, just it on is, your finger you're there. correct. Yeah. So you genuinely yeah. can't see that. Now here's a question I have about this because let's be honest here. There's a creep factor with these glasses. This is the big thing that I've detected with them. I, there are other things to recommend these glasses. They've got decent speakers. You can use them uh, as a hand, hands-free phone call kit, for example. There may be other creator-type purposes, and I might ask you about those in a few minutes. But when you are recording, you're just out and about, or you're among friends, don't you think it would have been a slightly more transparent thing to do have, say, a red light or a red flashing light. That's well, a good point, Adrian. And I suspect the decision wasn't taken lightly, although I must add that I think the white light looks is more aesthetically pleasing. Um, they have their own privacy policy, I've noticed, particularly for the glasses, which is essentially um, don't do silly stuff or unsavory stuff with them. Also, interestingly, covering up that LED is a violation of the Facebook terms. Now, I'm not sure that um, Facebook probably haven't constructed a mechanism whereby there's a sensor that detects if you cover up the LED and it would disable video, but that would be a nice upgrade if people were concerned about privacy. But I don't think, I mean, Adrian, the you know, the, the division of Facebook that these came out of, um, the Reality Labs and, 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 and Andrew Bosworth, like they're, they've worked so hard over the last couple of years. I, I'll be honest, I really like the idea. I like the glasses. Okay, let's let's go there. What do you like about the idea of these glasses? I like, uh, first of all, you know, all of us have been tortured and we've done it ourselves, but we've been tortured by people at family dues or concerts or events or museums or whatever, uh, pulling out their smartphone and holding up their hand, getting in the way, retaking photos, causing a fuss, and actually creating a staged scene. You know, and I think mm. you, you as a photographer are probably more aware of those sort of situations. Oh, I'm usually the person annoying. People. Yeah. People. yeah, I'm I am the irritant you were talking about. Uh, but, you know, like uh, Boz said, you know, I was listening to him at the Atlantic uh, Festival and he made a comment about, uh, uh, you know, capturing memories in the moment. And that's what I like about them. I think for that, I think they're fantastic. So what you mean is, for example, you're standing, say, in a crowd or maybe it's a concert. And instead of everybody holding their phone up to photograph or video, they can do it slightly more discreetly by just touching their glasses. I think that's certainly one use case. I think I like to think of the idea that you can say something like, hey, Gran, happy birthday, hmm. um, without a forced reaction. I think the human moments and the really intimate family moments are probably the most interesting part of this. Well, I have found one benefit. Actually, I found two. But what we're talking about is video and photographs. And in that vein, there is one benefit, and that is... When I do want to photograph something casually in the moment, I can actually look at it at the same mm. time as I'm photographing mm. it. So the big problem with using your phone, you see this sometimes with people photographing celebrities. 
the celebrity walks by, they have three or four seconds to physically see this celebrity that they've adored all their life. And you know what they spend that three or four seconds doing? Looking at their phone. You're looking at their phone, taking a video of the celebrity. That's exactly the thing. I remember seeing uh, an interview, <clears throat> a couple of uh, couple of people being interviewed at a, uh, outside a concert, and all of them had the phones out. Literally, while they're being interviewed, they're taking photos. There was one girl who didn't. I think she was Portuguese or Spanish. And the reporter who was interviewing her asked her about it. They said, oh, why aren't you voting? And she says, oh, but, you know, I want to enjoy the moment. And I think something like Facebook glasses give you the ability. Okay, sorry. Um, um, Ray-Ban stories. <laughs> give, give you the ability to enjoy the moment and capture it. And also, I got to say, technically, I think, t- listen, technically, I think it's a, a really nice achievement. It's so much better than, uh, than Snap. I think, what is it? Um, I, I don't know how you're getting on, but I, I presume it's, it's around 500 photos and 30 video clips. So it's like, it's pretty good storage. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. And the transfer to your phone pretty much instantaneously uh, when you open the the app on your phone and then you can do with them whatever you want. It doesn't have to go onto Facebook or Instagram. I do have to say, you are the most upbeat or positive person I've spoken to about these. Nine out of 10 people who I either show these to or talk to about is pretty down on the idea and they're pretty cognizant of the creep factor. I'm I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm not surprised. So Facebook have had a hard time about privacy over the last couple of years. Oh, no. Um, really? You know, big tech generally, but Facebook have had a tough time. <laughs> and if you're worried about Facebook privacy, there is nothing that I can say that will convince anybody who comes from that perspective. But I, I really do like the idea. I, I, I think it's a real innovation. Like the stuff that Facebook uh, have invested in, like Facebook invest in tech that isn't quite possible yet. Mm. And I think what they've done with the glasses is they're investing in something that's going to be a mature idea in maybe five years' time. That's why I'm excited, Adrian. I think, you know, would I buy a pair? Eh, I might. Uh, I can certainly buy cheaper sunglasses. Um, Do I like the gadget factor? I love it. Mm. Okay, okay. So you mentioned what Facebook plan for in the future. And one of the things you might say about glasses like these is that they are helping Facebook to set up what it calls the metaverse. And this is the idea that uh, we are going to live in a, a augmented reality future or virtual reality future. Have you looked at the metaverse? Do you, do you, are you excited by the idea of it? I am, yeah. Why I am. Do, why am I not surprised that you, that you say that? <laughs> um, it's my, my eternal optimism about tech. I mean, you know, it continues to disappoint me frequently. Mm. Um, however, I remain optimistic. Um, I think, I, I mean, okay, this is, you know, okay, Oculus aside, right? And new Oculus headset, really like that. But I really like um, Facebook's kind of maneuvering here as you know, the glasses as kind of their first dip into maybe a dedicated metaverse device. Mm. And I am excited by it. Um, I'm not excited by a Facebook metaverse, but I'm I'm excited by the Facebook universe meeting, you know, the Apple universe. And maybe, and look, I don't know how interoperability is going to work. Everybody's working on it. But, you know, maybe it'll be the, uh, you know, the World Wide Web Consortium who Mm. actually uh, have a mechanism but I'm really excited by it, Adrian. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, in five years' time, there is no doubt that your stories glasses will have augmented elements from, the, from, uh, from your virtual world as you look through the lenses. Yeah, I mean, I was 
a little surprised when Facebook announced this product that there was no screen review function on them. I thought that was kind of the point to glasses, to the to these glasses. Um, just on the metaverse, I think just to dial it back a little bit, maybe for some listeners who are not totally familiar with what the metaverse is, um, it seems to depend heavily on wearing either augmented reality glasses or virtual reality glasses. We know, for example, that Facebook has already put out a, a workplace rooms product to allow workers from businesses to, to meet in virtual rooms and they can you know, see hand signals and all of that sort of stuff. We also know that maybe in future Fortnite, you might be able to buy or sell your skins in the metaverse with cryptocurrency or, or blockchain, maybe go to a concert. I suppose the only thing that holds me back from being uh, bullish about it is the idea that you have to be somewhat stationary at the moment with a virtual reality headset. Like you can sit at home on your couch for two hours with a virtual reality headset, but you can't walk around with one. You can't. It's a fair point. Um, Although you are wearing something that may be your entrance or certainly give you accessibility to the Mm -hmm. metaverse. I don't think, though, that we'll be restricted by headgear uh, in the future. I think that the metaverse will evolve in such a blended way. Um, I would expect that we will start like this with glasses like you're wearing. I, I expect, you know, hopefully soon I'll be able to, uh, I'll do my first Oculus wearing uh, work meeting mm-hmm. um, with people with those hand gestures. But I do think that, you know, we're likely to see um, responsive glass in cars, uh, in shop windows, you know, using the NFC or my my the device in my pocket will tell the shop that I'm outside and some elements from my virtual world may be projected into the glass in the store. Sounds very minority report, but all of the tech is there. We just need to, we just need, you know, engineering and uh, it, it is probably the biggest challenge and acceptance um, because you mentioned, you know, buying your skins, but mm-hmm. well, let's say, and we, we, we know, say with the evolution of NFTs and, you know, virtual goods, everything from Farmville on, if people remember back, but what if I buy a really cool outfit in the metaverse where I live and I need to travel over to the Apple metaverse, which is probably a bit more staid than the Facebook. It'll, it also cost you about a thousand euro, but go on. Well, you know, <laughs> subscription. And, uh, you know, um, if you buy, if you buy items or goods in one metaverse, can you, can you use them in a different metaverse? So all of that, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's complex, uh, it's complex engineering to be done, but I do think that we won't be limited by headgear. I think uh, that our environment will provide access to the metaverse as we travel every day. Yeah. Yeah. So you're looking forward to, um, to this happening in general. So you said that you are keen on these glasses would you buy a pair right now you can get a regular pair of ray-ban wayfarer sunglasses for i think it's 219 and i think the facebook uh, video camera speakers and microphone version is 319 is that fair value yeah, I think I I think you know uh, I think you're right. I mean, for the sake of less than a hundred or just let under a hundred euros um, extra, it sounds like a nice feature. I mean, if you're you know if you take a lot of photos and you share a lot of photos, um, if you're in a group, and don't forget, I mean, I look, I know the applicability or the usefulness for us as consumers. It's about fun. It's about fun and creating memories or saving memories. 
But, you know, Glass, Google Glass reinvented themselves as a commercial product. Mm. Um, so, you know, are Facebook thinking about revenue from the glasses you're wearing, guys going out doing inspections, uh, utility inspections, using the using glasses to read the utility, read the gas meter or the electricity meter, no typing required, um, just there for verification. And, you know, things like that, pothole reporting. I don't know. There's lots of things. You know, so I... I I, th- I really hope they work. I, I think when they get processors to be small and powerful enough, I think there could be something in the visual identification of things uh, as you're walking along. Some of the UK use cases uh, you mentioned there. Funnily enough, with Google Glasses and a little bit like Microsoft's HoloLens as well, which mm. we haven't mentioned, I've tried both of those. Both mm. of those companies are extremely cagey about having released them and they kind of were never that confident um, in them. I remember being one of the first journalists to hear to test Google's glasses, but it was all supervised. Mm. They wouldn't let you take a photo of it except at a certain angle because they were afraid that it would be uh, an unflattering um, comparison. And Microsoft has gone off, as you suggest, in much more of an industrial vertical. Um, One of the big sort of drawbacks from a PR point of view to to most of these uh, glasses is the fact that unfortunately it's people like you and me who end up getting most excited about them. Mm. Uh, mm. And I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but middle-aged men, and mm. that's absolute death to your brand. Like mm. the very fact that I'm wearing these now visually <laughs> um, is would probably kill about 28% at least of the market because I'm the Wrong age, wrong type of um, person. Um, so is is there a sense here that this might be tech for oldies? Yeah, well, I suppose, listen, the Adrian, it's a great point, you know, but um, when you look at it, though, I mean, Facebook encountered the same challenge, you know, uh, kids uh, mm. uh, using Facebook initially, and the next thing their parents and grandparents are on it, you know, oh, geez, we better find a new platform, mm. you know, and Which that they did. kind of yeah, they did. Um, I mean, they TikTok def- has just hit a billion users. A billion it has, users. It, it it has. And in in my day job, I got uh, recently got a, an email from TikTok with their pitch for advertisers, and I was looking at. It, I thought, wow, this is brilliant. Mm. This is absolutely brilliant. Like they've so grown up in the last twelve months. It's incredible. On the middle-aged men point, I think it's a great point, but also I think you know makers of products like this can't forget that um, the demographic, the people who spend money on tech may be a little bit older. And, I know, but, uh, but by the time by the time older men are spending, it's it's kind of boring, cliche tech. We turn into Alan Partridge. I mean, it, it, you know, let's be honest. When you ask a middle-aged man, <laughs> what is the tech they like? They start going on about like 2.4 liter injected turbo, something big enough to put the mm, golf clubs mm, in. Like mm. it's, and don't get me wrong. I am in that demographic. Mm. But as I listen to my own peers talking about it, I kind of shudder a little bit. Like, we are really not cool at all. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a fair point. Come on, and, defend uh, yourself, Andy. I'm, I'm, I, I'm saying we're crap. Come on, I, speak I, up I, for I, us. I, I can't. I, I just, I, you know, I can, I can only quote Disney in the circle of life there, you know? So, mm. um, you know, I mean, that's, that, listen, that's, that's a fact. Um, you know, but... Uh, Consumers, um, would would my friends buy them? Um, probably not. 
would my nieces and nephews buy them? I think they might, or their parents might buy mm. them. You know, I mean, you know, did you try the snap glasses? I did. And I, I, your point is well taken about them being cartoonish. And um, the one saving grace that snap glasses or spectacles, I think they call them, mm. the one saving grace they have from a privacy point of view is that the cameras on board are cartoonishly big in the corners. And although they look ridiculous, there's no secret to wearing them. You're not uh, hiding the fact that you could photograph or video people. And they try to build that as being part of their charm and part of the whole purpose of the glasses. I do think with the Wayfair, the ones I'm wearing right now, the Facebook glasses, it's just, they. it's almost like they don't want to own the fact that these are video recording devices. It's like not calling mm. it Facebook glasses. They're calling them Ray-Ban stories. They're sort of slightly ashamed of the fact that they're Facebook glasses with cameras on the one hand, but then on the other hand, they want to be associated with them. You know, it's interesting you mentioned there um, the video recording element of it. There's a there's a thing. I mean, middle aged mm. men will remember uh, Mission Impossible well. You know, I mean the you know and they it's sorry. The kind of stuff. I'm presuming you you don't mean the first Tom Cruise movie. I think I'm presuming you mean the '60s. I I, I mean the I, I mean the TV not that show old, Andy. Yeah, yeah. I saw the reruns. Yeah. And uh, but you know, it's that it's that kind of stuff, and it's very you know it's very appealing to gadget lovers. But you know, um, are they fashionable? They are. You know, um, do they do, listen? I, 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 I like them. I've told. I, do I I've look more that. intelligent with these glasses on? Uh, impossible. No, no, impossible. I mean, I mean, they just they 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 just keep you at the level. You know. Do I um, look dumber then? No, you look you look great. I've told you that. Okay. Okay. No, I'm just checking because I just want. I mean, I checking the 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 other aesthetic or sartorial uh, effects of the glasses because that's why you buy sunglasses and or, or yeah. regular glasses. I'm curious. They seem very uh, transparent. Like there's not much sun blocking going on there. Is not that in your lens these or ones. Something? So the okay. ones that I have um, have clear lenses. You okay. can get them with I think four or five different types of uh, lenses. Mm. You can put your own prescription lenses as well. So back to the middle back back to the middle age men angle. You can put your yeah. own prescriptive lenses in, you know, if you want to sit by the fire in your slippers and read, read a little bit of, uh, Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> uh, tell me, did you, um, try audio glasses before you tried oh, yeah. these? I do. Yeah. I have a couple of pairs of audio glasses. So here's how they line up. In my opinion, maybe you've had a different experience in terms of audio glasses, one to three in terms of effectiveness. Number one. Huawei Eyewear 2, right? They are the best audio glasses you can get. Mm. So they're sunglasses. Uh, they're, mm. uh, they use the gentle a, monster ones. That's right. The gentle yeah, monster yeah, ones. Yeah, absolutely yeah. correct. They're fantastic. Second, actually, are these Facebook uh, glasses, these um, well, Ray-Ban stories. So these have very, very good speakers in them. They're very good for listening to a podcast or the radio as you're walking down the street. Very effective. The Not too much audio leakage. And then number three that I have tested is a brand called Fauna. And they mm. they make shades and sunglasses and they're pretty good, but they're not as good as these two. I got the four. I, I got a pair of fauna and I put my I got my lenses put into them uh, for my reading glasses. And I I, I really like the fauna. Uh, I think you're right about the uh, about the Huawei's and the the quality of them. But it's it's interesting, isn't it, that the audio seems far more acceptable. Mm. You know, so we're willing to use them for phone calls, a bit of music, you know, casual music, listening as you walk and try to avoid being run over. 
Um, yeah, or, I, you know, I, and, and people the, are exercised about the video. Yeah, I suppose there is a point to that. Five or six years ago, if you had said that it would be socially acceptable to walk down the street with seemingly invisible buds in your ear, talking out loud in a fairly personal conversation with with a close friend that would have been seen as being very, very gauche and a bit cringeworthy. Now everybody does it. So maybe it's just a matter of timing before glasses that film uh, become the norm. I still think that in the climate we're in, I think it's going to be a long haul rather than a short haul for that. But nevertheless, um, you might be right in in the long term. Listen, Andy, we're going to have to leave it there. So my thanks to you, Andy O'Donoghue, for coming on the podcast with me today to talk about this. And we are here the same time every week, folks, every Friday morning. So thanks a million for listening. From me, Adrian Weckler, the tech editor of The Irish and Sunday Independent. Bye-bye. 